0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Outside Perspective. How's everybody doing? It's a beautiful day. It's a fantastic day to be alive. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time, welcome. It's going to be a good ride. All right. Let me see here. So let's get some housekeeping things out of the way. First... Go and leave a review for the podcast if you haven't already. Go leave a review. Leave a five-star rating. I really appreciate those things. They help the podcast a ton, and I cannot thank you enough. So go do that if you haven't already. Also, you may be listening, but you may not be subscribed. So go and subscribe. Whatever platform you are listening through, go and hit that subscribe button. So I really appreciate those things. All right, I wanna take a second and tell you guys about my friends over at Jombo Superfoods. Jombo Superfoods is a California-based health food company that provides the highest quality cannabis-based products. But I wanna tell you guys specifically about their CBD line. CBD stands for cannabidol. Cannabidol is one of the many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant and has also been shown to have medicinal value meaning it can aid in improving your health. The cannabis plant is an adaptogen and CBD specifically has been shown to reduce inflammation, aid in mood regulation in cases of depression, but it can also reduce anxiety and stress and has neuroprotective properties, meaning it can help the brain. It blows my mind when I think about all of the different things that this one plant can do. And this is just a small list of the benefits of CBD. Now, before I go any further, I know many of you have already heard the word cannabis and have automatically gotten worried. Let me put your worries to bed. You're asking yourself, will I fail a drug test? No, you will not. If you are buying high-quality products like those from Jumbo Superfoods, they use only premium ingredients. Nothing artificial, nothing harmful. All their products are made right here in the U.S., And they are tested in a lab to measure for purity. You can actually go over to their website, jombosuperfoods.com, and see the lab results for yourself. Go check it out. And while you're there, you can check out their full line of CBD products. They have CBD spray. Their CBD spray is phenomenal. I like to put the cinnamon one in my coffee. Tastes delicious. They have CBD drops, both for you and your pets. They have a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Add that to your coffee. They have a lip balm. They have a muscle balm, which is my absolute favorite. I use the muscle balm after training jiu-jitsu. I put it on my fingers. I put it on my sore muscles and such. It makes a world of difference. So remember, go over to jambosuperfoods.com. That's J-A-M-B-O-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D-S, jambosuperfoods.com. Check them out use the link in the show notes to help support the podcast so i thank you in advance if you're a first time shopper use the code jumbo loves you at checkout and you'll get 15% off your first order so one more time go to jombosuperfoods.com use the link in the show notes to help support the podcast and use the code jumbo you at checkout to save 15% let's take a second and talk about what you're eating for breakfast or better yet what you could be eating If you're like most of us, you need something quick for breakfast. I got you covered. Mighty Cricket Cereal. Now I know what you're thinking. Crickets. Hear me out, folks. Crickets are actually a complete protein containing all nine essential amino acids. They are high in vitamin B12 and have an excellent ratio of omegas. Not to mention, they are one of the, if not the most sustainably sourced proteins available. They use far less land and water than any other protein source, including plants. So, keep an open mind. Because not only are crickets good for you, they actually taste delicious. Once you roast them, they actually have like a nutty flavor. Mighty Cricket, they have a 100% pure cricket protein A cricket waffle and pancake mix, which all you need for that is water or your favorite type of milk, i.e. like an almond milk or cow's milk if you prefer that. And that actually packs 10 grams of protein per serving. And they have an oatmeal. Their oatmeal comes in three different flavors. comes in a cinnamon apple, coconut cream, and a dark cocoa. These things taste phenomenal. They only take one or two minutes to warm up in the microwave, and you're good to go. Mighty Cricket only uses quality ingredients, and they don't pack it full of all the fucking junk. It's not going to be packed full of sugar or fillers or any of those artificial ingredients. You're getting a quality breakfast and none of the junk. So, if you'd like to check out any of their products, go over to cricketsereal.com. That's cricket, C-R-I-C-K-E-T, C-E-R-E-A-L.com. Alright, now that we are past those... How's everybody doing? You guys having a good day? Christmas is right around the corner. You getting all your shopping done? I'm so torn of this on you know during this time of year. One because I fucking suck at this whole gift giving thing. I'm not really materialistic. Uh, the things I do like, I don't buy cheap things. I like, I like things that are well made. So the things that I want. I will just go buy, and I usually just, you know, buy quality things. So the whole idea of just having things just to have things, I don't like it. I hate that shit. I don't like to just to have stuff. It makes me feel, it, there's just clutter. It just makes me feel so, I don't even know, almost claustrophobic just to have all this unnecessary shit around. And uh, I think about that quote from... Uh, one of my favorite movies, fucking Fight Club. If you haven't seen Fight Club with Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, go watch that shit. It's just such, there's such a metaphor just for, you know, living your life and, and not, you know, falling into this fucking lie of a system. And there's a quote in there, the things we own end up owning us. And if that's not the fucking truth, I mean, pick up right now. And just go leave. I bet you can't do it. Just just pick up right now, go leave. Why can't you do it? Well, barring you have a family or something, most of the people is because, well, what do I do with all my shit, right? We just have so much stuff, so much shit. And most of it doesn't do anything. It's just there. We're just collecting stuff. So, for that reason, I'm not really a big fan of just getting gifts. I get it. It's the thought that counts. you're right. It is the thought that counts, and I do appreciate people being thoughtful and um, thinking of you know it's it's nice to have somebody think of you and give you a gift. But if it's not anything you're going to use, it's just going to take up space. I'm not really all for that so i'm not really i don't really I don't really expect people to get me gifts, and I don't really like to get people gifts. I'm just not really into it anyway. It's that time of year. It's the perfect time for consumerism just to go buy shit. You know what I mean? Like, it blows me away. It used to be Black Friday. It is no longer Black Friday. It is simply eat dinner and then go fucking shopping. It's on Thursday. Why do, the, why do we even call it Black Friday? It doesn't make any sense to me. So we're supposed to be thankful. We're supposed to be giving. Uh, we're supposed to uh, be jolly and cheerful and enjoy the company of those around us and want to help our fellow man. It is that time of year, so. I just celebrated my 31st birthday this past Friday. It was a great day and a great weekend in general. Just so much to be grateful for. Normally, I open up my wall on social, on Facebook, so people can tell me happy birthday. And I thought about that, and I was like, man, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't let, I don't open up my wall any other day, and uh, so I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And I I asked myself, why do I do that? Is it, I told myself in the past, it's just to make it easier for everybody else, right? So they can wish me happy birthday. But really, I thought about it, and it was really just for my own self-ego, right? Because I want to make myself feel good so people can tell me happy birthday on my, you know, on my birthday. And uh, even though I may try to sound like, you know, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it does make you feel good when people, you know, take time out of their day to tell you happy birthday and, you know, to wish you well and, and whatnot. So, for my own gain i would always open up my wall so people you know could tell me happy birthday just make it easier for them you know just to remove that barrier and i can't remember which podcast i was listening to or what i where i heard it or what the case was but i had this shift to where i didn't open up my wall on you know this year uh, one it's just an extra step in time that i have to do i'm not going to do that um and two because If people really want to tell me happy birthday, you know, the people that really care, you know, they'll take the time. You know, they have my number. They can text me. And they did. And people actually took the time to message me and they took that extra step to uh, actually tell me happy birthday, which made it that much more special. And I actually really appreciate that, you know, 10 times more because I honestly wasn't expecting a lot of people to tell me happy birthday, considering I didn't make it any easier for them to, do, you know, for them you know to do that so I know that the people that did take that time to tell me you know to wish me well and and you know uh, another year of life on another year of life they really meant it because you know they they took the fucking time and uh and contacted me so that meant that that really meant a lot you know in the past like I said I, I thought about it and I think uh, my my motives and my drives were a little bit different, definitely a whole lot more selfish. and this year, it wasn't about you know getting any sort of you know recognition. It was just about enjoying the day and and just being with the ones that I love and just having gratitude and, and just just celebrating the day in a different way than I have in the past. Uh, this is definitely a journey, and I feel like the place that I am at now. Is for sure not somewhere I thought I would ever be at, or I didn't. I definitely didn't foresee myself being here, and uh, it's a cool ass ride. I'm really enjoying it. So there's a whole lot more life left to live, and uh, I definitely uh, look forward to it. So yeah, moving on. I also saw a post by a friend from the gym. His son is in jujitsu with mine and he just read a book that i recommended um by jocko willink if you aren't familiar with jocko willink he makes some of the best children's books you could possibly find um he has written he's an ex-navy seal he has written some amazing leadership books um for adults and he has taken it upon himself to also help lead the next generation with some kid books called The Way of the Warrior Kid. There are two of those books, and he just wrote a third children's book, which I haven't had the pleasure of reading, and I haven't gotten that one for my son yet, but I have gotten the first two for my son and daughter. She will read those as well. And I tell every parent about them, so why not take the opportunity now to tell all of you wonderful parents that may be listening about these fucking books. Way of the Warrior Kid by Jocko Willink. Go check these out. They are teaching these foundational principles that every human needs to have in life. You know, how to have discipline, how to have mental strength, how to overcome adversity, how to put in the hard work. These are the things that... Maybe you weren't taught as a kid, and that's okay. You know, a lot of us weren't taught these things as a kid, but you have the opportunity and the tools now to actually teach your kids, so why don't you equip them with these type of skills that will take them so far in life. I cannot endorse this book enough. I cannot endorse Jocko Willink enough. Go check him out. Like I said, The Way of the Warrior Kid. I've told so many parents about this book, and nobody has been disappointed yet, so check that out. Also, maybe for the kids a little bit younger check out Andy Frizzella's books. Andy um, has written some children's books, the Otis and Charlie uh, Bulldog series, and these are phenomenal books. They talk about a lot of the similar traits, uh, a lot of the same traits that Jocko talks about, but he talks about these. um, He talks much more so about... You know, the entrepreneurial spirit and working hard and, you know, it makes you feel good to work hard and it's okay to want to be, you know, a winner and it's okay to, you know, to lose because, you know, that's how you learn. It's okay to compete Just all of these great lessons that, you know, I wish I would have been taught growing up, Uh, you know, I was definitely taught some really great lessons but man having these type of books you know growing up would have been a game changer you know what I mean so it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing to have these tools and resources available today I have all of these books for my kids Um, and Andy actually just released two more books you can get in a box series you he uh, he released two there's three books five total Two of them are due to be released at the beginning of 2019, but you can get them on an early release in a box series now. Um, Check that out before they sell out. And uh, like I said, Jocko has his three books. Um, He has the two, uh, you know, Way of the Warrior Kid. And I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the third one. I haven't read it yet, but all great books. I have, you know, his adult books, um, The Dichotomy of Leadership, um, which is a fucking fantastic book. And then... um, Shit, what is his first book? Oh, Extreme Ownership. Duh. Yeah, Jocko Willick, Extreme Ownership. And then uh, Dichotomy of Leadership, Way of the Warrior Kid. Uh, And his new book for the kiddos is called Mikey and the Dragons. So the first one is Way of the Warrior Kid from Wimpy Warrior to Navy Seal. Next one is Mark's Mission, Way of the Warrior Kid. And then this newest book is called Mikey and the Dragons. I'm really excited to read that one. These books are for adults too. Shit, I mean, they're they're written for kids, but adults can read them as well. So, yeah, that's what you know. I've been checking out. Um, I'm wrapping up The Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Excellent book if you haven't read it yet. Um, For training, I've been reading um, Becoming a Supple Leopard, a Supple Leopard by Dr. uh, Kelly Starrett. Another excellent book, so these are a few of the things that I am reading, um, if you'd like to check them out as well, so there we go. All right, I'm done with all my rambling, let me get to the guest today. I'm joined by Charlie Hollywood Brown, (laughs) Charlie is a fucking good friend, a teammate, you know, I met Charlie, I don't know, a few years ago, training, Um, he lives in Wisconsin, he had come down to St. Louis and trained at our gym, and I had met him then. But this past August in, uh, in, in Las Vegas, I had spent quite a bit of time hanging out with Charlie. It was such a good time. Uh, we both competed at the IBJJF Master World Tournament, along with Professor Tracy, who was there. Go back and check episode number 7 if you haven't done that. And uh, we had a blast. So Charlie's in town doing some more cross training. He's uh, staying with me. And we had to take the time to podcast for sure. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Here we go. go. Here we go, guys. Hey, I'm ready, Charlie Brown.
1: We, play. Winters, so we call him Jeremy Lynn. Blue, 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 and gold, blue, and gold. I'm the young boat when I pull up at the show. I've wanted a duty backpack. You don't know how long it took me. I'm still too young to get into venues that want to book me. Uh, we've had bad weather lately. It's hailing in Portland. I guess I'm the daughter of a shady. You're good for a lady That's a stupid cop out And you're a bitch I've been present That's red and green Like midnight marauder Leave jaws on the floor That's a fish out of water Wanna know How I know that this Will keep my team back? Cause it's the jam You can have the jam Without the bread I'm the shit mm. I think that's why They call me Winnie I'm the mole on am Nas's face You can't miss me Don't box me in I'ma hop out like a pogo Beauty and the beast Why can't I be both? though? You're in the city choice of donut or an umbrella in a drizzle California get out you can't drive in the rain it's obvious you've had a drought they're mad young lady your innocence is shrinking so when I say fuck on the mic I lift my pinky boys oh. my line, but they talk to a hundred women they're like Emily they just want to get the dick in. they mm. can't get Rap game, Franklin Delano the living spirit My great grandma's here in spirit She's with Jesus Told him I had to drive and took the wheel so I could steer it Witty is lower like Elmar's ego I'm sure Sherman Palladino sipping San Palladino and Reno Just wait till I get a vivo Viva la vida You're Trump, I'm a Vito Veni, Vidi, Vici They can't see me, I'm Nemo But Camino, and Scarface Pacino While my boys <laughs> wear tuxedos cause they're real Get the green cause I'm evil, I'm evil I'm Koala DeVille cause
0: I want the spot I ain't saying I'm ill But here's a tissue for the snot Oh. Bro, she said, Cruella Deville, I want the spot." <laughs> <sighs> uh, she was dope, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Haley Mather. <laughs> Holy shit, that was ill as fuck. Man, fucking come out the bathroom. You're playing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, let's do, let's just start, let's start right there, let's pick up right there, bro. that was ill. That's how you get a a Hollywood intro. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hollywood. Charlie Brown.
0: You got to do it, bro. (laughs) Charlie (laughs) Brown. I love (laughs) it. I fucking love it, man. Dude. I'm so happy you're here in town. Hey, heck yeah, man. I've been so looking forward to this. I know, man. The whole time. We had such a good time in Vegas. Mm Mm-hmm and um before then i think uh we only had really like kind of talked briefly we had trained yeah. a little bit right yeah i think uh, i kind of caught you at the tail end of your time here yeah right yeah we sparred some and uh yeah vegas was was fucking fun yeah
2: that's when we were
0: uh we were working a lot like of uh guillotine
2: stuff we was doing a lot of guillotine training mm-hmm. like during the classes that i was here at. and um uh, i remember you showing um showing me, like, to still get the guillotine from, like, the side control, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, showing me how to do that, and that was pretty cool, So I've, I've been using that for a while.
0: Yeah? You know, yeah, it's it's hey. been a, a good tool. Man, I love jiu Heck yeah. Hmm. So what's been up, dude?
2: Nothing, man. Shoot. I just, you know, taking care of my kid, you know, my kids, my daughters, and my son and stuff, and... Just training and and teaching, trying to build my legacy, man, like I'm just really trying to be like one of the best coaches out there, you know when i'm I'm teaching like Minecraft and, yeah. and everything, so I just been super focused on doing that, trying to be a good teacher, good motivator, and shit like that, so
0: yeah, still leading by example, yeah. you're still fighting, yeah,
2: still fighting. And uh, I think now, like, my drive for fighting is different, you know. Like, um, when I fight now, it's this, like, I want to do, I want to show my students that what I'm teaching them, teaching them can uh, be applied in, in a real sense, in a real combat aspect. Yeah. You know, so, like, me performing at my best at all times it's something i try to focus on continue to try to do yeah you know so when they see that and then i'm teaching that they know that what i'm teaching them sticking to the basics and you know things like that um that they they're not getting like false advertisement with what i'm teaching them you know
0: yeah so yeah do you um do you find it uh Do you find it hard to to find that balance between, you know, putting in your your time training and and coaching?
2: It is, because sometimes, you know, like now I have to, you know, train and get ready for my fight. And some of those days that I have to train and where I have to be practice is at the same time that I would teach, you know, at the gyms that I teach at. Yeah. Um, So what do you do? Taking off those days and just relying on my advanced students to cover for me and, you know, continue teaching what I teach, which they've been, all my students, you know, from kickboxing and, 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 you know, jujitsu, they're freaking great, dude. Like, when they know, they know, like, what I have to do to get ready for fights, so they all step up and help me out.
0: Yeah. Make sure that I'm able to just focus on training. Yeah. Yeah, whenever um whenever I was fighting, I really I wasn't in a place mentally where I could coach. Like mm-hmm. I could help here and there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I don't know if I would have been able to have coached like at the level that you're coaching at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think for me like um the reason why I try to
2: make a point to like coach a lot is because not only that I'm teaching someone else something and they're mm-hmm. learning new things, like I'm still learning as well. Because yeah. I, I have to teach it, and I, it gives me a better understanding on how to use it a, as well and to improve on, like, my mental capacity when it comes to applying one hundred in fights and stuff, too. So I just want to make sure that, like, <coughs> I, I teach because it's not only teaching them, it's teaching me.
0: Oh, no, 100%, dude. Um, I have gotten so much better at jujitsu since i have started teaching it mm-hmm. so i'm still a student of jujitsu. i mean you're forever a student but having now taught it for yeah. i guess coming up on i mean it's been over a year and a half now since i've been teaching jiu-jitsu yeah. um you know helping tracy with the kids and uh every day is just a, like every class i'm <laughs> learning all the time mm-hmm. so <coughs> teaching is definitely uh yeah, it's a huge part of learning, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if you approach it the right way, right, yeah. um, you can learn so much just by uh, by coaching and teaching and just being open. Uh, but like as an athlete, man, whenever I was young, just it's weird to say that. Whenever I was younger, yeah. <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> and fighting, uh, no, but yeah, whenever I was fighting, like I, all I was just it just when you try to be a high level athlete, you know, when you're when you're working at that. At that uh, capacity everything is just about you right it's yeah. like you know when are you training when are you recovering what are you eating yep. you know what i mean yeah. and um you don't really have at least i didn't i didn't really have the mindset to to worry yeah. about I anybody think, else i think with me it helps
2: because um like all of my students like they care about me and they they want me to succeed uh-huh. and so like they're very helpful with helping me yeah con- being able to train they're staying on top of me hey make sure you eat right you know. get that accountability yeah like they're they're it's not just that they're like uh covering classes for me but they're still like helping me you know train Mm -hmm. you know and all that stuff some of them will stay later and we'll do some more training Uh together just so i can get some extra you know stuff in so
0: yeah Yeah. that makes sense how old are you 33 now 33 how long have you been how long have you been coaching I would say
2: for a while, man. I I don't think it really, like, peaked to, like, my mind and to myself to, like, all right, I really love coaching. I want to coach more and, like, just I'm going to make it a point to always do that uh, until I, like, turn 30. So that's
0: when you, like, kind of considered yourself a coach. Yeah. About 30. Yeah. Hmm. That's a similar time frame for me. Twenty nine thirty, mm-hmm. yeah. Throughout my fighting career, uh, you know, I mean, that was all in my twenties, mm-hmm. you know, young twenties. I mean, just yeah, all through my twenties, I was fighting. I wonder if it was just maybe because like the time in my life, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if I were still fighting, I could probably fight and coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think right now you 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 could because now you have a better understanding about it. You're older. You yeah, know, just a different place in life. Yeah, yeah, and I think like when i was in my 20s i didn't know how to like compartmentalize you know like put, like i got to put this with that and that with this you know like but i I think now you know that i'm you know hitting my 30s like my mindset about stacking things and and organizing things are, are a better understanding yeah you know so i don't know it's just it i i feel what you're saying like when you want to teach but like, i i think i I just always wanted to teach people yeah but didn't know what at the time mm-hmm. when i was in 20s 20s and stuff like if because in my 20s again like i fought a lot you know all i did was train and fight but then when people would ask me hey can you show me this then i'll go into that little teaching mode to like show them and stuff but uh i, I knew i always wanted to like show people you know my my view on things as well as how I know it's structurally supposed to be. Yeah. And then um, as I got older, it didn't I mean, as during that time it wasn't, like, a big deal, but then as I got older, it
0: started that growth and that need and want to do it started to get bigger. Yeah. You know what coaching has forced me to do? Well, it's forced me to really focus and, like, verbalize what I just – do uh, without thinking yeah. necessarily yeah. you know what I mean like I have to I have to really think about the movement and break it down into you know steps yeah. and then now I have to like communicate this like in a verbal way you know mm-hmm. what I mean because mm-hmm. having been an, an athlete for so long and just have uh, you you develop this sense in this way you learn how to move your body yeah. you know what I mean and It just becomes an uh,
2: instinctively. Right, exactly,
0: Damn. so th- having to to teach that to somebody you know what I mean, who doesn't have that that uh they haven't made those connections yet, mm-hmm. you know you know it's, it can be challenging, and then now i I'm helping with kids, yeah, and uh it's so cool to see some kids they just have they're just so in tune with their bodies, they pick yeah. up movements so quick, and I'm sure you've seen it,, yeah, yeah. and some just really have a challenge so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoa, yeah. so it's you get you get the whole gamut, you know what I mean. Just,
2: it, Sometimes it gets to the point where, like, you're you're teaching kids like that, and it's uh, you get to a mindset where you're like, you're just never gonna be coordinated, dude. Like, <laughs> your life's gonna suck because <laughs> you're yeah. never gonna be able to pick this stuff up.
0: Man, it's you know? uh, it's, it can be difficult mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, man. Uh, so being able to to have you know to teach these moves uh, with these kids uh is is really it's helped my game a lot because yeah. now i really had to think about these movements and i've realized like before i was just doing things kind of even just kind of like half ass mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i could get away with it from like athleticism yeah. or whatnot you know athleticism no athleticism mm-hmm. or whatnot <laughs> and uh when you're teaching to uh to anybody else it helps to break it down you do this you do yeah. this you do this and Tracy has been the biggest help for this for that for me yeah. like he's a phenomenal fucking professor yeah. man he breaks things down so well it's it's easy to understand and um, every time I, d- I tell people all the time like I just it's like three technique classes yeah. a week with Tracy um, teaching these kids yeah. it's freaking crazy um, what do you like better uh, well, maybe that's I don't want to ask that question um no yeah what do you like to teach better uh striking or jujitsu? oh uh, you do both right i've done both I used, yeah i, used to I teach do both
2: time. i don't know i guess like some t- it, it depends on the week That's you know it depends on who shows up for class and who motivates me as i'm seeing them being motivated yeah you know? so like some weeks i love teaching jujitsu way more than i like than my kickboxing class because you know, maybe some of them are lazy, it's a slow week, whatever the case. And then yeah. some weeks, like, I'm having a full class. Everybody's in there motivating each other, helping each other, working hard. And I'm like, dang, my kickboxing class is like just freaking amazing today. You know, and then I like teaching kickboxing more than jujitsu sometimes. So, yeah. like, it just varies. I don't have like one specific because I like teaching both, like, in general, equally. But then some weeks, it's just, you know, one's more than the other.
0: Do you think you'll continue to do both even when you're done fighting?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would like to. Um, it's a realistic thing that I think I can do.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you can definitely maintain But both I'll, I'll those.
2: probably definitely, like, choose one that I, w- I might offer to teach a lot more than the other. hmm You know, so, uh, but, I, I like, right now, I just don't know when
0: which one that would be yeah you know, so <laughs>
2: i think when i figure that out then I'll,
0: you know what i mean yeah well man i'm just i'm just gonna keep doing jujitsu until i die yeah like <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, people i'm, think pretty I'm much crazy <laughs> when i say that i'm like no bro yeah I forever. my mom one day we I'm were talking um uh, i was like
2: dude like we i was like mom, i really like doing jujitsu like we were just talking about it because she's a big fight fan so we were watching fights and i was like man like like the whole card, like everybody was just getting submitted and I was like, Dang, Jiu is so dope, you know? And I was like, Ma, when I die, just put me in my ghee and like put me in the casket. <laughs> 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 like put me in my gi, like bury me in my gi so I can go to heaven ready to do some more jujitsu. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like That's fine. or or you know, Whatever the case, go to hell and <laughs> ready to do some fucking jujitsu, you some know. Whatever that may be. <laughs> what you, yeah, whatever that may be. Like whether it's demons or angels, like I'm about to do more jujitsu, like somebody's about to train with me in the yeah. afterlife, you know? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, bro. Yeah. So
0: take me back. Tell me who Charlie Brown is. Um when did you uh what hm let me see how how do I wanna ask this? what is uh like what's your background as far as like like what's your like athletic background and uh like kind of what led you into fighting
2: um honestly like boxing has been the first major sport that I was really into, and my granddaddy liked it my mom my pops he he boxed in the marines and my mom boxed my uncle boxed you know it was just A big thing like boxing was a big thing. So a family full (laughs) of fighters, yeah, yeah. And so I knew I always wanted to box, and my mom didn't want me had like no part of like fighting, you know. Like my mom and my grandma were all about the books, 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 dog. Like school. Yeah. Don't fuck up in school, you know. Like,
0: (laughs) what kind of student were you?
2: I was a good student, man. Like I had, I had, I was a nerd, man. Like. My grandma stayed on me with that stuff. My mom stayed on me with that stuff. Even to the point where, like, if I was writing my homework sloppy, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I would get an ass whooping for one for for doing that. And for two, they would make me do the entire assignment all over until it was, like, neat it my, legible. yeah my mom was like real big on that like Ooh, shit. if i wrote an a with a squiggly line dude <laughs> like she is like like the mexicans are throwing a freaking chocolate from you know <laughs> like a boomerang that's like funny. she would come out of nowhere and be like, what the hell is that head, dude. she was not playing when it came to that that's shit, funny you know? bro and then you know my grandma she always rewarded me with when I got A's, so, you know, I was, I was, tried my hardest to be a straight A student. You know, I was really into science, though. I hated history. You know, I was decent in math, just like anybody else, unless you're, you know, an Asian math whiz or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah uh, science was my biggest one like even yeah. today I, I still follow science like crazy man
0: yeah i love science mm-hmm. yeah i was uh um, whenever i was younger i i really liked uh math but then i as i got older i kind of yeah. transitioned more into like liking science and yeah. shit yeah
2: for me it was always science man like i was i'm a real big like i'm really fascinated in in the aspects of like space and planets and then Oh uh, yeah, you know uh especially with and and with like nature like i watch a lot of nature shows big mm-hmm. cats sharks you know whatever the case crocodiles alligators bears yeah. like all those nature shows and I, I just think it's a it, it's cool learning about the behavior of of uh, a predator like that yeah you know and the then switching, yeah and then switching it up sometimes with like um technical science you know like the 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 way we're you know making prosthetic limbs to and like connecting robotics to nerves and all that kind of stuff like that shit fascinates Mm -hmm. me and then my favorite though is just like space time and and planets like you know the, the that that that's where literally the future is so i try to really focus a lot on what's going on what's new with with all that stuff dude like it, it's always been a fascination to me
0: yeah dude, i'm fascinated with time doing yeah. my whole tattoo on my forearms all about time yeah it's such it's a very interesting concept because the time is this thing that like we've all just agreed upon right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um so it's this unit of measurement that like isn't real in the sense of like it is real because yeah. we all like agree on it and it's this thing that we follow, but it's not really real. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a way for us to keep track.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, but it's so important at the same thing at the same time. It's like you know we all we all have 24 hours. Like w- time is almost like all we have mm-hmm. on that same note. And uh, I used to think that uh, you know time was the most important thing, like our most important like unit of like yeah. currency. But I've since been convinced otherwise that it is um like you know our mental energy yeah. because we all have 24 hours in a day you know but how many times have you just like fucking wasted a, like a day mm-hmm. because like you just didn't have the energy to do what you needed to do yeah you know what i mean like yeah. you just didn't have the mental energy
2: or or even you know the opposite of that like you you're up three days in a row and don't even realize it half the time you know like you maybe took a 20-minute cat nap here and there, but, you know, and just because you're so focused on doing everything that you got to get done. You're just you in know. the zone. Yeah.
0: I don't know about being up three days in a row. Well, maybe not, maybe that's know. some <laughs> military shit that you <laughs> – Not like doing three days, military,
2: but, so. you know, at least like two days or something, you know. <laughs> you're up for like 48 hours and yeah. just now realizing like you're getting tired and shit. You yeah, know? you're just so, zoned in. Just yeah.
0: fucking yeah. – yeah, man. Yeah, see so time is fucking weird. Yeah, it can it can it can f- mm-hmm. f- you know, 10 minutes can feel like forever yeah. or and an hour can feel like Think about it
2: though, dude, like in the aspects of space, you know, time is way more relevant than what we perceive as time here. Like time there, you know, it takes these many light years to get wherever, but then like their day you know, uh, and what I, what I mean by references day, of like how many times the Earth, you know, like how long it takes the Earth to do like one you know, rotation. One rotation. Yeah. There is like uh, three days for our one day. Yeah. You know, and hey, like time is relative, planets, man. Like it's so freaking crazy. And then like just think about if you lived on a place where three days is our one day, and so you're up for three days, you're you're sleep for three days, like you know just the way yeah. you think about that kind of stuff like that's qu- fascinating I, to me
0: yeah man yeah if if i guess if that was your one day and yeah. then like our body is like set up for like the circadian rhythm like of the sun right so i wonder if it would adapt mm-hmm. to like if it if our days were like 3 days for yeah. example like I wonder if, if that would crazy, just be normal, right? right? Yeah, would would, cra- would that, we adapt? That, that would
2: be the normal for people who, who or like... Or would
0: we need to, like, sleep? Would we only be up for, like, so many hours that we would need, like, to sleep? Yeah, longer or, you know... Or maybe sleep longer, yeah. Huh. It's, yeah. And then, like, mm. the further you get in the space,
2: like, Shit, our 24-hour period, you know, and some places is, like, seven years or, you know, uh, so our year... Every year here is like four years added somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so every time we have a year, they have four. Yeah. Or it's seven, you know, and it's crazy. You know, like that. And when you really watch that movie, uh, Interstellar, Mm -hmm. you ever see that? Mm -hmm. When you really watch that movie, dude, like, I've watched that movie a million times. I I I love that that. movie. Yeah. And it's not that it's a, a fictional thing, but everything that the content of it is, I believe, is extremely real like everything from when he went through the wormhole and you know he went back in time and then forward in time but when he actually came back to earth everyone was older like his kids were way older than him like
1: oh yeah yeah you know Man. what i mean
2: like he he was still the same age you know that his relatives, yeah, yeah and his, his daughter was like 87 years old yeah, who you know? knows, man? And he was still like in his freaking thirties, dude. Like yeah. that, I I seriously think like that. If we had the 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 means to to really studying that and finding that out, like that would probably be the case.
0: You know, I, I don't fucking know. It's possible, I guess. But yeah. I guess somebody who really knows is probably saying yeah. the fucking guy. You guys crazy, but I really don't know. Um, I, I I think it's a very interesting idea, though. Right, mm-hmm. like. That's what I mean by like I'm a nerd like that dude
2: like yeah, dude, I love you that know shit. and then not only that like I love anime I love comic books mm-hmm. I, you know like I'm my son and I are really Who into this thing for you? oh there, there yeah you. my son and I are really into uh, like Marvel yeah you know like we literally collect we have almost every Marvel character you know I'm still kind of skeptical on getting them like the female Marvel characters that I don't want to. Him thinking he's playing with baby dolls or Barbies and shit. So when he sees a Barbie, he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like." So I haven't gotten him many of the of the female oh, you know shit. Marvel characters. Play with those two, dude. Yeah, play with I'm, them <laughs> <too>. <laughs> shit. but I'm like, I, I just played <laughs> Barbies when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. So my aunt she had some Barbies and stuff. I used to play with her toys. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It turned out fine, man. It's all <laughs> but right. the I'm thing so is, awkward. is like.
2: He doesn't, like, he doesn't like bar. He's like, no, dad, that's a girl's toy. You know, like, i never, and I've never taught him that, or he just
0: knows, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, man. Time is an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. It is an interesting concept. So, were you in, like, a science club? Uh, no, but
2: I was really into, uh. Student council and shit like that. I was like the president of my student council and um, I was vice president as well. So, like, I You're was the president
0: re- and the vice president. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is that? Not like both, but like <laughs> oh. at different times. Oh, okay. Like, I... I, I <laughs> 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 there's no one on your student mm-hmm. council, bro. It's mm-hmm. just you. <laughs> I run this shit. No, <laughs> no, oh, um, shit. I.
2: Uh, at one point, I was vice president, and then I wanted to, like, try to be president because you get a little bit more perks with what you get to do in the city council. And then I got that. And
0: you played sports and stuff in high mm-hmm. school?
2: Mm-hmm. I wrestled. Well, I played football. I played basketball. I played baseball, tennis. I was on a swim team. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, even, been... I even cheerleaded, dude. For real? Like, yeah. That shit was fun because I got to do a lot of gymnastics. So, I can uh, dig it. Yeah, I, that's why I did that. Plus, you know, yeah, you got the girls. Hey man, you're, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we got the cheerleaders. So once you're in with the cheerleaders, like you pretty much got your status. You know, especially <laughs> if you're dating one of them. So you're
0: in a good spot. Mm-hmm. So you're so you've been an athlete your whole life, and then you started. Yeah. How old were you when you started boxing?
2: Um, I'm young, dude. Like my granddad used to take me to the gym when I was like nine. And we used to sneak and do it because my mom didn't want, you know, me doing it. And that's what I was getting at. You know, (laughs) we got a little (laughs) sidetracked, but that's what I was getting at. Like, she didn't want me fighting. And so I started wrestling, and I was in ROTC and stuff too. So um, ROTC, we always stayed after school late. There was always uh, some extra stuff we can do for ROTC that, you know, involved the other sports. So. Because I was in there I was able to hide from my mom for a while that I was wrestling.
0: That's right, she didn't want you to wrestle Mm-mm, either, right? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. So I was just both you playing football. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So um they uh I was wrestling for a while and I I started wrestling I think my sophomore year in high school. And uh my mom thought, you know, sometimes she thought I was just at school ROTC and I was really at wrestling practice or wrestling meets and shit like that. Yeah. Even when we traveled, like, it worked out because I competed with um, my ROTC team. Like, I was on, um, it yeah. was our, our recon team, is what we called. And that was dope, dude. And, like, we were always, a, they had another team called the Raiders, and the, our recon team hated them. Like, <laughs> we yeah. hated their goods. So it was a good rivalry thing that we always had at school. But um, I competed in ROTC as well, so we traveled all the time. And so time I had a wrestling meet that I had to go to another school, I just tell my mom, I like, was yeah. <laughs> like, I got this with ROTC and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. And then uh, one day I called her and was like, This is probably like around my senior year. That's when I called her and told her to come to school And that's when she seemed like my, one of my first wrestling meets
0: yeah. yeah What grade were you in? I was a senior Senior? Yeah So did you wrestle all through high school? Mm-hmm So she didn't find out until your senior year? Yeah <laughs> guess what, mama don't know it, don't hurt her, huh? Yeah, right
2: <laughs> Shit, dude So, But I played a
0: lot of sports, man Like Yeah um, it, it was Sports was a big key And then you went straight to the military out of high school? Yeah
2: um uh, grandma wanted me to go to college. Um, you know, like I, I wanted to but at the time I was like done with school. I was like, I don't want school, you know, I really wanted to be in the military and ROTC influenced that a lot. So you know, been in the military for a while and it's been good. It's been a ride, you know. So Yeah. You know, I, I could say I had a good life. Of course growing up sometimes it was hard, but you know, I had a lot of love from my family, to so always just work hard and be better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, I love you, but the spitting is driving me crazy. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's probably driving me crazy, too. Because <laughs> every so often, I just hear Oh. You're <laughs> just going to hear that. My fault. You're fine. Uh, Well, no, we're not fine. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. Appreciate it. Let me get your, You want me get your napkin? No, I got one right. I thought I had one right here. There was one right there. Oh, here we go. Uh, all right man. Um yeah man, fucking so you grew up in California, right? Yep. Man. Yep.
2: And Long Beach, California, man. <sighs>
0: Dude, what was that like?
2: Dude, it was crazy. Long Beach like California is crazy in itself. It's a it's a big city, you know. Yeah. But like growing up, I, we grew up in in gangster neighborhoods, you know. And you know there's a lot of Mexican games where we lived. so yeah walking home from school was always like hurry up you know <laughs> yeah. it was never just a walk we were like speed walk or run home once we got off the bus because our bus was you know dropped us off at one location and we had to walk through Places where we knew there were, like, gangs who didn't like, you know, black folk or,
0: really? or like
2: the Mexican gangs. God
0: damn, bro, I could not imagine that. Yeah. Um, were there, like, certain colors you couldn't wear? Yeah,
2: or? dog, d- depending on what neighborhood you were from, like, you couldn't wear, like, I couldn't just put on, like, all red and like I can now. Like, now I'm an adult, like, but as a kid, you know, I, I, I couldn't wear, like, a red shirt and some black jeans or, like, really? where I lived at. You couldn't do that. Like, so no red cause, yeah so that's why I and I think that's why my favorite color is gray because where I came from you know it was gray or blue it's that's safe. what you wore in my neighborhood yeah you know and then other neighborhoods like when I would go to Compton and stuff to visit my uh my family you know my cousins and everything like some of those neighborhoods over there you should <coughs> sorry
0: You're good. you want me to get
2: some <coughs> water you want any water or anything oh I'm good um when you show up in in those neighborhoods wearing a, a blue shirt, you got all the bloods, you know, coming at you like, "Yo, where you from?" And yeah. This and that.
0: Wouldn't it be so, safer to wear like another color other than blue? Nah,
2: cause <laughs> uh, I mean, as long as you're like not wearing red, yeah, any other color, well, right? No. Like we had, like I don't know, like I could wear. I wore a lot of black, a lot of gray, you know, and blue. That's just
0: yeah, you know, what, what we were. Were there neutral colors?
2: white you know wore a white t-shirt but even now though, yeah but sh- like <laughs> the, the the white t-shirts back then you know like pro club so everyone wore them baggy and then yeah. when you do see that you think uh you know that he's a gang member from a different gang but he know where he at so he's not wearing so you still get approached
1: uh, by yeah. the gang
2: like yo where you from and this and this, that's like dog i'm <laughs> in mean, middle wow. school like that's you crazy. know especially like boy especially you know back in my generation um kids at 8 9 years old look like they're 15 16 you know the 16 year olds look like freaking adults grown ass know? men huh yeah hmm. like now you can you know besides the size of little girls cuz they're you know doing whatever they're doing you can really tell what age someone is at that age you know a lot of the kids don't look like you know they're adults and this and, this and that. You, know. you sure
0: it's not just because you're older? I don't
2: know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. My my brother and I got into a lot of fights on the way home from school. Like that's uh, that's stuff. Oh, so us. you just grew up fighting? I just grew up fighting. You had to grow up. Where oh. I, if God. you didn't know how to fight, where where I grew up, man, like you were either gay or. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, like, the gay dudes that I know, I got family members who are gay and all that. Like, growing up with, like, gay male family members, like, those motherfuckers know how to fight, too. And they fight half, better than straight men. Like, they be out there tearing ass up, dude. Like, yeah. they don't. And that's not, that's not, 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 not in the sexual sense. <laughs> you know, not in the sexual sense. But, man, dude, you know, like, I, I, I remember... There was a, my <laughs> yeah, uncle. Well,
0: some are doing that, too, though.
2: Yeah. yeah I remember my uncle, man. <laughs> uh, he got jumped by a Mexican gang right downstairs from my apartment. And my mom ran outside. My uncle ran outside. Uh, my cousin ran outside. And there, it was, like, four of them. And, like, when I say, like, a gang, like, a gang, freaking Mexicans. You know, like, skin, uh, skinhead Mexicans, Cholos. That's what we called them. Um, and they were out there just squabbing, dude. My mom was knocking people out, hitting people with two by fours, sleeping them, giving them that nice right hand. My uncle's down there smashing a couple of them, dude. Like it was wild. I'm looking out the window, like I'm not even like panicking, dude. I'm not like, oh, you know, like freaking out. I'm just sitting there watching, like, damn, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like (laughs) it wasn't even scary to me. I'm just watching my mom's and my uncle, you know, the brother and sister down there smashing cats, dog. Whoa. And I'm just like, damn. Me and my brother looking in the window, like, oh shit, you know, we cursing because they ain't in the house yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we like deal, you know. Watching that shit, like it's crazy, man. It's crazy, but the shit was no joke. And then, like, just you know, we we always had to move to certain neighborhoods where it was a little closer for us to get to school, you mm-hmm. know. To the point where we moved um, right around the corner from our schools, you know. So it, it was easy f- for us to get home and and things like that. And
0: so there wasn't like really much hanging outside
2: not really not unless we had barbecues because then we know like all the family's coming you know you got a bunch of black folks out, out outside and stuff and yeah you know so unless there was like a family event we didn't really play outside and if we lived in an apartment that was like closed off a little bit we can play outside the house but that's about it yeah it wasn't like oh let's go to the park not nah. Yeah, that didn't you know, happen. <laughs> you don't go to the park, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah,
0: you don't go to the park. Who hung? Who uh, who hung out at the park?
2: Just you know, because on the way to the park, you got to go through certain neighborhoods, and, right? You know, gang members are in those, so yeah. So you know. like that's what I'm and saying. And then like, sometimes you got what type
0: of people hung out at the park? Uh, uh, like depends it Depends on what
2: park you go to, it, you so know. Like
0: park, was was it kids going to the park or was it you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, little was kids when they're like with their mom and dad and stuff. But oh okay. Not like. You know, okay. the teens and shit like it's that. It's just
0: the travel to the park was yeah. not necessarily safe. Yep,
2: mm. yep. So you went to the park, you went to a park that was by a beach, and you still were with family.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I can remember being a kid, and I grew up in, you know, Potosi, Missouri, mm. and uh, it's a small-ass little town probably an hour south of here. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just, you know, it's back backwoods country place. Yeah. It's known for like a, there's a prison kind of outside of that place. I think there's like, I should look this up. I think it's like 2,600 people maybe, yeah. 24. Let's look it up. Let me look it up. I wish I had someone here to look it up for me. <laughs> but anyway. It's
2: that intern <sighs> you was talking about, I do
0: know, dude. I need to get a goddamn intern. And so I lived there before we moved to Potosi. And, uh, you know, I can remember, I don't know if it, let me see here. Potosi, Missouri, Potosimo, Potosi, P-O-T-O-S-I. Let me see here. Population, 2,600 as of 2017. Cool. Mm -hmm. So about 2,600 people, not that many people, right? And, uh, there's this, uh, one dude in particular who was like in the KKK, Mm -hmm. who like drove around. And, uh, that used to, like, scare the shit out of me. And For then... Real? Oh, yeah, I do. Because, like, I'm this little kid, and then uh, I can remember... Uh, I did this book report one time. My mom had me do this book report, mm-hmm. and I read this big-ass book about, like, uh, just all like all this black history and all these different things. And like my mom never kind of really shielded me from like the horrors Mm -hmm. of like what like happened to black people throughout the years. So like I see this guy in the KKK and I associate, you know, with all the shit that's been done. And he had, and he had just done some fucked up shit. Like he had this truck and, uh, one time he had like a, uh, uh, he put like a coffin in the back of it, and like said like you know niggers should be in here, like yeah. not veterans or some or something like that. And like one time he had like a dummy like hanging, so there was that. And then also <laughs> just being in like backwoods, yeah. you know, never
2: know what you. You know, there there
0: are going to be like c- you know just racist people in yeah. the area, right? So I just kind of had this fear, you know, and I was just always out and about like in the neighborhood on my mm. bike. So like I was always super cautious, especially when it got dark, right? Yeah. I remember one time I watched this thing or something, like probably some shit I shouldn't have been watching as a kid, <laughs> but it's, I think it's kind of good to be aware. Like it was a situation where this this kid was walking home and it was kind of dark and these you know these two white guys were like out and about like just looking for a black dude. It didn't matter who it mm-hmm. was, just looking for someone black. You know, picked him up, you know, had him at shotgun, picked him up, you know, kidnapped him, killed him, you know, f- you know, fucked him up, right? Yeah. So I was always like, I always had that shit in my head. I was yeah. always like really weary you're, like, being out and about. So, yeah. like, my point to all that is, like, I can kind of remember, like, sometimes, like, going to my friend's house or something. and Like, I'd see some people and, like, it, like, freaked me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd go a different way. Like, whether that was a real threat or not. because yeah. But, like, I always, like, had this, like, was always just a little weary because, like, you know, my skin color and where yeah. I was, dude. Like, fuck That's me. That's crazy. Yeah, so... Not to that same extent as you, but, like, I can kind of understand that, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. to just a very, to yeah, a very I degree, that, you dude. know?
2: Like, sometimes we even had to, like, walk to school with, like, pocket knives and shit, dog. Yeah,
0: Like, it, it was crazy. Yeah, dude. So, because you just never fucking know, yeah. man, you know? You don't know who can just roll up on you and you can just disappear, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And when I you're a kid, tell you how can't how protect many, Yeah, yourself. I can't
2: even tell you how much, how many times as a, a teen I got shot at. For real? Yeah, dog. Fuck. Like, that shit's crazy.
0: Like, directly or just, like,
2: directly. Like, motherfuckers, like, pointing right at us, and we just turn around running, dude. Like, me and my boys. Just because. Because we three or four black kids walking home, and they see us, and they like, oh, let's get these niggas. You know, like, (laughs) that's it. And, like, they they look at us like, you know, we're we're higher class teens. When we're, like, you know, 13, 14, like, we weren't no small kids when we were small, you know, little. Yeah. But. You know, so they look at us like, oh, then that's the potential threat. They rolling with somebody. Yeah. You know, even when, like, we're wearing school uniforms. Even sometimes school uniforms were were a threat in some neighborhoods because they think, you know, with us being boys, sagging and Mm -hmm. wearing their ball baggy, we're gang members.
0: Yeah, and isn't that the fucking problem? Like, you know, when you're a kid, like – you do that shit, yeah. like you wouldn't dress like that now. No, hell you no. Know I mean? Like I remember oh being in I high see, school. I
2: see grown ass man still dressing like that, dude. And I'm like, dude, when oh, when, when, when dude. do you hit your peak to grow up, dude? Like, put a fucking belt on, look nice, like look like a a young nice gentleman, dude. Like, like wear that clothes shit. that fit. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like, oh my god. Even if they don't fit, just if you got your own eccentric like style, dude. Like, just. Make it look nice, you know?
0: Yeah, man. You can dress however you want to dress, but I mean, I feel like there's a big difference between wearing just, like, oversized clothes, you know what I mean, and, like, having your own style, you know what I mean? Like, just clothes can still fit, (laughs) you know? Whatever your style is, your style, like, you know, like, my, my clothes, I fucking... I wear jeans that are way shorter than i ever mm-hmm. would have like <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been like what the fuck are you wearing like yeah, yeah. my 16 year old self would <laughs> say that to me now but uh yeah uh you know just gotta grow up yeah
2: it's just crazy dude like you being be in clubs and like you know i get it you come from a neighborhood you think you're a thug whatever you can still be a thug and and not have your pants tied up to your thighs <laughs> like nobody yeah. wants to see you nobody likes that yeah man. like nobody wants to see your draws it's eating not even your, practical. your ass eating your draws the you couldn't whole time. get away if you needed to no <laughs> not at all dude yeah <laughs> it's just crazy
0: yeah it, yeah it's so crazy it is so crazy you know i think that's just like uh yeah i think it's like a limited development thing mm-hmm. yeah you know i don't know man you think
2: though now nowadays with with everything going on and people would would, would get hip to to what's going on you know and, yeah and change it you know you're seeing a lot of this stuff a lot earlier you know at an earlier age than we did when we grew up you know yeah and so as you're seeing it you would think like all right these kids are going to change change the way we we do things but now. Yeah. <laughs> like you said it like li- limited limited knowledge education, dude, like it's limited resources. It's just a
0: cycle. When we're all young, we all go through that. Yeah, yeah. We all go through that, man. I think it's like uh So, I mean, we know, I mean, hip hop and and black people influence a lot of just p- culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, social popular culture. Okay. And uh there's just this phase to where, like, everybody almost wants yeah. to be black when they're growing up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and for some reason, you know, at least here in Missouri, I saw it all the time. Like, you see these guys and, you know, like the the quote-unquote, like, wigger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, they're wearing, like, baby blue, like, yeah. echo, and <laughs> fucking chains. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, Fast God. forward today, probably... Nine out of ten of those guys are probably like they took deep to their country roots. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just can flip the 180. So I think it's just like this phase that everybody just like goes through to where it's like you're just kind of fed this image. You know what I mean? And and you want you think that's cool for some reason. Yeah. And meanwhile, like there are people who are like really like living that life who yeah. are like, Bro, I'm trying to get the fuck I'm trying to get out of here. This shit's not cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they might like the style of dress, but everything else is like they're like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of yeah. here. So I don't know, I man. I think maybe we all kinda go through that. That, yeah, phase. That, that phase cause I did life. dude I'm just like I remember like oh my oh Outkast has a fucking brand like yeah. oh let me get some of that oh <laughs> Snoop Dogg has clothes let me get some Snoop Dogg clothes yeah. I'm fucking wearing tall tees I got two or three tees on fucking <laughs> color, co- like yeah, color coordinated. yeah man Each
2: Sleeves uh longer than the other <laughs> yep
0: Col- yep Col- yeah. got color got color got fucking baggy jeans on yeah. and then like
2: the J's
0: you dude know. like me <laughs> growing up like being mixed like black and white so I, that's like the number one question for yeah. some reason it's so important everybody wants to know like what am i like mm-hmm. that's a, like what are you like well i'm a human i don't yeah. know <laughs> like, I, I don't. but it's just so important for people i guess that everybody wants to know so like i'm just i guess so racially like ambiguous mm-hmm. but um like growing up it was i guess i always just kind of like played this it's like one day i would come in like i'd be like super like fucking like just dressed in super baggy, like super mm-hmm. urban, super black, and then like the next day I'd be like prep. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like I was just like back, like like yeah. what the I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm just so confused. Yeah, just trying to find myself. Yeah, trying to find your way. Yeah, man, it's just confusing times growing up, dude. Yeah,
2: but it was crazy. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't like the way I grew up shaped me to like well, you know how I think and and do things now, which. I think growing up in those certain environments, you, you take it one of two ways. It either breaks you or it makes you. Yeah. You know, like you, it'll break you by, you know, you ended up in, in prison. You're you falling into that life. Or you're not falling into that life and you get yourself out. And because of those things, it makes you stronger to deal with a lot of other things that you're not used to. Yeah. You know, when, when like, working hard and, and you know, building yourself you know being stronger mentally for tough work and and all that kind of stuff so it it can build your character or, or really just diminish who you are
0: yeah you know? yeah and struggle will do that mm-hmm. struggle will definitely do that you know what i've always thought about you don't really see uh a lot of suicide in those type of communities mm-hmm. You know what don't. I mean? Where people are, more con- like, they're struggling. Yeah. And they're concerned with and surviving. I
2: get it's a big thing, dude. I'm just, I'm not that mentally. And I think that, yeah, like, just what you are saying, like, it's just mental weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and every situation is different. I don't want to, you know, sound a certain way talking about suicide because I know how serious that could be, especially in the military. But I think growing up where I grew up, it really makes us as kids mentally tough enough to not want to think about those kind of things yeah like taking my own life I'm so worried about protecting my own life from other people I don't have time to like think about taking it myself yeah you're trying to survive yeah. right so you you know? yeah you don't you're, see it in those type of yeah, environments. yeah you, you get the sense of <laughs> of always wanting to protect yourself and and keep your life that you don't even second guess. I, I'm just gonna kill myself. I'm gonna go shoot myself, hang myself. Like yeah. life is so hard. Yeah. We don't have time to think like that because we're we're at an early age. You're you're brought up to th- think my life means something. Like I have to protect it. Like nobody can take this away from me. You know. So you know, I think with you thinking like that all the time. You don't get to that point, you know. Another things happen in people' life. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are kids who grew up in places like that who have done it, but it's not as common as right. You
0: know, right. I mean, you definitely see. I mean, the you see the rate highest among like the most affluent, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Where it's like you have a lot of these basic needs met Mm -hmm. and then you just become consumed with all of these other things and then like there's not a lot of struggle you know what I mean I feel like I feel like struggle is so necessary to you know the human experience in one degree or another you know what I mean it's the growth man yeah you have to struggle to grow yeah a lot of people don't
2: get that like a lot of kids these days don't get that they just you know you see all this shit with with um you know, kids talking crazy to their parents oh. and <laughs> that shit would never happen in a household I grew up in. You yeah. Know, never. Not now you couldn't even roll your eyes without getting getting your head popped out to you know, do, or smacked in the mouth or some shit like that shit didn't fly. Like I don't know. Like kids don't get ass whoopings no more, you know? Like yeah the parents are so scared that a kid's going to call somebody on them well you're fucking up and you got your ass whooped like that's <laughs> just how it is And like now nowadays uh, you fuck up you get a timeout like yeah. i don't know i didn't know what a timeout was until <laughs> i moved to the midwest bro for real like yeah on the west coast you don't get no time you get an ass whooping and not just by mom not just by dad, by mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncles, everybody whooping your ass if you fucked up.
0: Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, there are definitely people in the Midwest here not ass whoopings for sure. Well, oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I know <laughs> that.
2: But, like, you know, it it was real common. You know, I have friends who got kids, and, you know, the the kids acting up, and I'm thinking, like, damn, they about to get an ass whooping. And then all of a sudden, like, you're in a timeout. Sit down right here in a chair. You know, it's like. I'm like, what? That shit worked? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like your kid gonna be doing the same shit? Like five minutes? Like we got our ass whooped? We didn't do what we did again? <laughs> you yeah. know, the next ass whooping was for some else stupid that we did, you uh-huh. know? unrelated. And I don't know. Like I, I didn't really realize how often people use the timeout system until I moved to the Midwest.
0: There are definitely different styles. I don't do timeouts, but I don't really, I don't spank my kids either. Yeah. Um, god damn yeah i don't know like sometimes i will just like send them to their room and just like just be in there mm. take away their ipads different things but i don't know man i'm just i'm really just firm all the time yeah. i just keep such a that, fucking yeah firm that's standard. how i've been when i don't when like have son. any issues yeah that's you how know i am I mean? with my kids man like I,
2: I try to be you know like i've i've popped my son a couple times when he's really done something yeah you know bad like he you have to know they don't ever do that again. Yeah, you know? and um, my daughter is a different story. You know, like she she's just has a mouth on her, so you know we have to correct that. She doesn't really uh-huh. do much like bad.
0: Yeah, know, I tried it a to cou- you know I speak to them a couple times kind of gr- when they're younger, kind of mm-hmm. growing up, and it doesn't it never really even felt right to me yeah. personally. So it's not really my style. I don't knock anybody's style. But um I don't I didn't really feel like uh, I got very like you know much uh, much mm. out of it with them, but sometimes I just feel like it's about uh holding a fucking standard, yeah and and, and maintaining that, you know what I mean? Mm. So many people don't have any fucking standard in their own life, yep. you know what I mean? No discipline. they don't know how to you know in- introduce that or teach those skills to the, you know to their kids. Yeah. Yeah, but, hey, man, we're also in a different fucking time, right? Because when we were growing up, the ass whoopings were definitely the standard. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) straight up. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's amazing how fast that changes, man.
0: Yeah, I can remember seeing some of my cousins, man. I remember one of my cousins getting his ass whooped with the Switch one time. Mm. Oh,
2: (laughs) dude, I can't tell you how many different tools we used to whip our ass when we were young switches twigs extension cords belts
0: yeah my mom didn't really do a whole lot of whoopings on me uh but i've I've definitely i've I've witnessed a few (laughs) yeah
2: dude you know what's crazy it's growing up with my mom she whipped our ass to a certain point to where she can tell that like the ass whoopings weren't weren't as effective anymore And then it got to the point where my mom would punch us right in the chest too. We <laughs> fucked up. She would smash open. us. Open <laughs> chest. Open. Yeah, straight up, dude. Like, Gotta keep your hands ass up. Ass whoopings wasn't doing it anymore. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all want to laugh when y'all get an ass whooping Now take this. Boom. Yeah. My, my mom would just steal on us, dude. Like, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> she and then she like do it again. Like my mom was no punk, man. Especially raising two boys. Yeah. You know, at the time before our sisters came along, like she would smash us. Like my mom didn't play; she was smashes.
0: That's funny, that's some funny shit, bro. Well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Especially
2: being a single mom, like raising two boys. Yeah. Like, she had to be tough. Are
0: you the older brother?
2: Yeah, I'm the oldest man.
0: How uh, how far apart are you two? Um,
2: like two years. Two
0: years, so pretty close still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good age, man, yeah. to kinda be because, yeah. I mean you kinda have uh, your wrestling partner there. Yeah, yeah. All through yeah. life.
2: My brother he he fought for a while too, and then, you know, life hit him and he took a different direction. So.
0: Yeah. Life will fucking do that, man. Yeah. I fought fi- dude, there's just so many times I took a few different breaks over my career, <laughs> um, like a year at a time. Just because for one reason or another, like with the kids or, you know, I was going through a divorce mm-hmm. and then at that time I was like I was like, well, I guess I'll just go back to school. And, you know, and I went back to school and I was still even still training. And yeah. just, it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> it's yeah. It's just so easy. And just,
2: yeah. It's so easy to just get deterred off your track, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Life will do that shit. Yeah. Life will do that. So did you start fighting before or after you?
2: Uh, after w- high
0: school. Right after high school?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. started fighting like really getting into it and the transition of going to the military and stuff and um it was cool like it was it was fun it was good i really liked it i didn't know much about it so you know well like the competitive part of it so it just uh it just grew as i got more into it and started looking more into it and doing it more you know so started fighting and it's it's been a part of me since
0: yeah. yeah did you go to um did you start training at a gym before you you took a fight or did uh you, did
2: boxing you... gym yeah and then
0: so you you already competed in boxing mm-hmm. before doing mma yeah you, you, you said yeah. you started competing i didn't start doing nine, right? mma
2: until i met bill
0: bill who yeah bill creek hmm.
2: yeah I didn't start doing mma until i met him that's when i moved to wisconsin um and I wanted to, like, learn how to do jiu because I was dabbing in it a little bit before then. And then uh, I found a jiu-jitsu gym. It was a small gym at the time. Um, I met Bill Krieg and, and Chuck Gruber, and I've been training with those dudes since. And then one day, a uh, uh, Cage, when they was out, they needed some fighters and Bill, and they were like, dude, you should you should fight, like, you should try MMA, and they, like, talked me into doing that. We trained for it. My very first fight, man, like, I lost, but it went all three rounds. It really showed me, like, dang, I could do this. I fucking fell in love with it. Mm I was like, man, this is cool. I have fun. I don't care about the loss or whatever. Like, that was fun. You lost it? Yeah. I was like, I got to learn some more. Like, I got to keep going. I got to do this more. Yeah. You're just addicted at that point. At that point, dude, I was addicted. I was fucking addicted. And then yeah. Bill's been Bill was my first jujitsu coach. And then uh as I was getting better in my career, you know, some other opportunities arose and uh Bill and, and, and Chuck sent me to Arizona and that's when I started training at the lab and when met John Crouch. They asked me to join a team, so I was with them for quite a few years and
0: um Yeah, good squad out there. Yeah.
2: Dope squad, man. For a while, because the lab had just opened when I got there back in 2007, mm. and um, for a while, it was just me, Chris Gritzmacher, and Ben Henderson, just us three, really? every freaking week, every freaking day, beating each other up, nice. getting better, trying to get to where we're going.
0: Yeah, Benson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude was dope. A hell of a for a
2: while, dude, I was afraid to like. <sighs> spar with him for a long time and then i had a long conversation with like Chris Grits, man and he was uh he's like dude you don't realize like how good you are like stop having that fear and just go out there and do your thing yeah he's like because when you go with anybody else you know all these other guys that come in the gym you do phenomenal yeah and then you like kind of crumble when you go with with ben and you could be just as good as him and then one day like something clicked and me and ben we had one of the best sparring matches i could freaking remember and that's when my confidence got boosted ben was like dude that was good like i love that like you really helped me i helped him for a lot of his fights in the earth when he first started out too as well as he with me and uh from that sparring session like every sparring session we had since have been like really good like we both pushed each other
0: yeah Yeah, it was dope confidence is so important Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. because you can have the capabilities but if if you don't believe in them yeah
2: from that point i think that's when like my confidence really boosted that i can compete with anybody at at this time i was like if i can go with ben knowing how good he was at the time you know i was like if i can go with him and 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 wrestle with him and you know do jujitsu with him and spar with him like i can fight anybody (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you know so yeah. for a while it was just you know i didn't care who i competed against like i'll just do it and then and, and i would just believed in my skill whether it was small at the time or you know huge at the time so now to this day you know uh um, brandon Ansel, he's one of my biggest motivators man and he always reminds me you can compete against everybody john crouch used to say this to me a lot too and it's stuck that way it just stuck 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 and so yeah every time i go compete i don't care what division what weight class whatever if uh i go to different gyms i try to roll with the higher belts all the time browns the blacks and i do well i do really well you know yeah. like I, there's some black belts out there i i roll with and they're like dude you're really good like they couldn't tap me you know, and sometimes I'm just in defense mode and sometimes I'm on attack mode and my transitions are good. You know, I'm not saying I haven't gotten tapped by a lot of black belts because I have, Yeah. but, <laughs> you know, That's there's good. there's been times I've even beaten some black belts in tournaments, you know, yeah. for like the open weight classes and stuff. So um, because of me just having that mindset, like, I can compete against with, with and against anyone and do well yeah you know, one hundred percent one I just believe in that, and because of that, I just go out and do my thing, you yeah, know, I don't really care what anybody else has under their sleeves. I got tricks too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah dude. I got my own bag of tricks too, man.
0: yeah, how long you been fighting now?, uh,
2: I don't even know, bro, like it's been so long, <laughs> I know all through my twenties. I think there was, like, a three-year burst where, like, I didn't fight for a while because I was busy with the military. Yeah. And then um, I went back to it. Then, again, took another two years off because I wasn't going to fight anymore. I wanted to focus more on teaching. Mm-hmm. Then um got back into fighting just recently. Like, that that part happened, like, just recently, the last four years
0: or so. Oh, uh, okay.
2: So I got back into fighting just recently, and it's been going good, when you, you know have a better understanding of how the mechanics work when mm-hmm. i'm applying it so it's made me a better fighter i'm still tough i can i'll fight anybody i don't and care
0: sometimes it's good to take that time and let your body heal mm-hmm. up man because mm-hmm. y- you're you're a hard-nosed fighter you're yeah like um like your style is a lot different than mine was yeah. like you uh <laughs> You uh you don't mind those fucking wars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. <laughs> I feel like I feel like man, I fucking like I swell up easy or I get mm. cut easy for like the littlest shit. I'll swell up or yeah. I'll, I'll take a cut or something. And uh, but dude, I've seen you come out of wars just like look. You look like you didn't take a fucking shot. it's yeah. weird. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how people do that. I don't know how don't people know, do man. that.
2: Maybe it's the lotion I use. <laughs> it's Maybe skin dude. or something. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I have. There's only been a couple times I can remember where, like, my eye was swollen or I had a you know swollen lip to where I was, like, busted up a little bit, you know. But, yeah, like, I, I would say the majority of my career, like, I haven't really sustained too much damage. And I think that's why I've been able to continue to do it for so long. Yeah. You know, besides like, you know, bruises here, maybe a broken yeah, bone that, here and that, there. Yeah, that stuff happens. Yeah, you not your, the intro. Kids have me it have broke my pinky yeah, toe or yeah, right.
0: deep ass bruises on your shins. Yep, oh, yeah. Those are the worst. So
2: besides those little things, like nothing to where like I'm looking like Gray Maynard after a
0: Frankie Eger fight. You yeah. Know? <laughs> dude, one time I was in a fight and uh, a dude hit me with like on. I've been I've been cut and like every time something happens like you can't, there's no like shot that you can tell where it happened. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like why like why is that happening? Yeah. One time I was on the cage, dude hit me with like a short little shot. Knuckle went right here under my eye just like mm-hmm. perfect placement. I fucking was a damn near swollen shut. Dude had this huge ass mouse. Dang. Another time like two times like I've been cut on my eyes and it was like one time I think was from the cage mm-hmm. and another time was like Dude just like barely clip me like as I'm coming in for like a shot or something yeah. like yeah. it's like you can't even see like where I'm getting cut at. Yeah. But like I just like get grazed and I fucking get cut or my yeah. eyes fall shut or some shit like. And it's
2: never like for you. It's probably like never the real big shots that do <laughs> it's it. It's never a big a shot. Small
0: ones. Exactly, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> little little small tip taps, man. I'm just like, what the fuck, yeah. man!
0: And, like, it <laughs> takes yeah. your head out the fight. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, when's your next one? Uh, January
2: twenty fifth.
0: That's coming up.
2: Yeah, out in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It's a hometown fight for me. So, I got quite a few people coming, man. My, my, uh, my pops, my uncle, my uncle's coming from Cali to come watch. Uh, my grandma, and this will be the first time my grandma actually sees me fight. Oh,
0: really? Both of
2: my grandmas are actually coming. My mom's mom and my dad's mom. Where do they so, live at? Uh, my mom's mom, she she actually lives like in a building right next to me downstairs in oh, my nice. apartment. You know, my sister lives right under me, so we're kind of all close together. My, you guys might as well fucking own the I building. I know, right? <laughs> That's what the managers say all the time, See dude, if you can so buy funny. that shit. And then uh, my dad's mom, she lives in Kansas. Mm.
0: So so she's uh, coming up from yeah, Kansas. Yeah,
2: her, her and my dad uh, live in Kansas, so they're coming out here. Nice. You know, out to Wisconsin. To, Come watch me fight. My dad, he's been to a couple of my fights. Be first for my uncle and my grandma's.
0: Will they be streaming the fight?
2: Uh, somebody will. I uh, I know I'll have somebody with my phone or something.
0: But like the uh, the um, organization won't. I be. think
2: so. Yeah, I think it'll be on Facebook. I believe so. Uh, I'll have all that information as it gets closer. And
0: oh, okay. They're, they're starting to submit everything mm. right now. If I can find a link, I'll put a link in the notes, in yeah. the show notes. But, um, yeah, I didn't know if we had something we could plug. What's the organization?
2: Uh, Pure Vida.
0: Pure Vida? Yeah, Pure Vida Championships. Pure Vita Championships. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, if the folks are listening, they yeah. want to look it up, check it out. January? January 25th. 25th. Yeah. sweet. Sweet.
2: Trying to start the new year off with another victory, man. Yeah. I just finished a tournament, dude. I did four, uh, four divisions.
0: Saw and,
2: that. Uh, yeah, I got, you know, finished off the year with a good tournament. So that was good with Grappling Industries. Um, I did uh, Gi and No Gi and the Absolute Gi and No Gi. And nice. Uh, both of my No Gi divisions I got second and both of my Gi divisions I got first. Nice. So that yeah, was fun.
0: yeah. If, if you had to get first and only one of yeah, them, yeah,
2: I, so. I would rather get it <laughs> in No in, Gimmie in and my Ghee. In the gi. In the gi. Yeah. at least for our system, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean.
0: But um, yeah, you know what I wish, and uh, I don't know. This might be blasphemous to say, I don't know, but I wish like I mean I love our gym, mm-hmm. and I would I wish we like I could just train gi there, and then like I wish we had like a sick ass like. 10th Planet gym or something that mm-hmm. I can go and train no-gi at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. R- that's what I would really like to do, but we don't have I gotta. Don't I've have
2: been ones. slacking on my no-gi game, so i got to brush that up a little bit. I've been in the gi. Every time I'm doing jiu-jitsu, pretty much the last year and a half, two years, it's just been in the gi. Yeah. Know? Only time I'm doing like, no-gi is probably at a tournament because I just signed up for it Yeah. just to get some more matches. Right. And Or at a fight. Right. Know, what I'm using, you know, yeah, man.
0: And you can get some, I mean, I can get some good gi work at my, you know, at, at the gym and whatnot. And mm-hmm. there's some people up there, but it's just, you know, to the planet is a, it's just a different, yeah. it's a different system. It's yeah. a whole different system of jujitsu. So um, I just want to learn a different, you mm-hmm. know, this, that, because those guys are so good. Yeah. So, not all of them, right? I mean, I think um, from what I've noticed, um, you know, you see a lot of a lot of really good tenth planet along the west coast. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, r- I didn't know this, but there's a fan- there's a, a an amazing gi in like leg locking uh, kind of community, not kind of community in yeah. uh, in Texas.
2: Oh, that's dope. Sick ass yeah. grappling. In I Texas, think there's a bro. tenth planet in uh, Chicago as well. If I remember competing. Pretty against. good one. Yeah. Th- Chicago's a big ass city yeah. doesn't surprise me I remember competing against some of the 10th planet guys from from Chicago so I think there's one out there
0: but uh, because I mean let me make this clear um, not all 10th planets are created equal because yeah. you know, there's yeah. so fucking many yeah. you know what I mean there's a lot of them you know what I mean um, but you can definitely find some really high level ones yeah. for sure uh, so I would just like to learn some of that it'd be it'd be cool uh, yeah. or this the flip side of that would be uh you know John Donagher, mm. you know their you know that whole system and whatnot and they're killing it, nogi, his yeah. leg lock. I've been uh studying his uh his uh back attack system. okay, and I uh, just really slowly, I think we've only gotten through like pff, the first video Dang. and uh I've just been focused on just mostly just taking the back and and controlling the back, yeah. and just working that position. So, I, I I pretty much have just dedicated, like, you know, at least six months to, yeah. you know, just focusing on the back. Just learning that system of Jiu-Jitsu. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's a long game. Yeah. I, I love it, dude. Jiu-jitsu is, Jiu-Jitsu is so, it's so dope. Yeah.
2: Every time. Every time I do it, I, I feel good.
0: It's my shit, bro. That is my shit. Hmm. Well, bro, we've been going for a little over an hour now. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> time is fine. We can yeah. keep rolling. I didn't know if you had anything else. I mean, we nah, can,
2: dude, we can talk about whatever, man. Yeah, man, I mean, we can
0: keep on rolling. <laughs> like We're not really at a necessary stopping point. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know. Um, yeah, time just flies, right? Yeah, I didn't realize it. has been yeah. an hour already. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's crazy. Fuck, dude. So you did uh, You did nine years in the Marines? No, I'm in the army. Army, but, I'm sorry. Yeah. 9 years in the army? 10. ten. you did yeah, 10. Yeah, I'll be
2: 11 next September. Are you still in? Yeah. Oh,
0: I thought you got out. No, I'm in a
2: reserve. Uh, oh, nice. In active reserve right now. I'm just Good. waiting out the rest of my time.
0: Sweet. So, oh, so when are you getting out then?
2: Uh, September next year.
0: September of next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some reason I thought in Vegas you said you were out. But you said you were I
2: like I'm out, but I'm like not out, mm-hmm. you know, like they can still put me yeah. actively back in for yeah. the next year you know, yeah so. yeah it's, so it's just like they always add that part that, that extra two years on on your contracts yeah you know, and you're just inactive it gives you time to like unwind a little bit you know uh but I'll, if if you want to re-enlist like that's your re-enlistment time period and stuff yeah like
0: that, you so. could and then it will be how long at that point you said 11 years Mm-hmm you over halfway there, dude. Yeah, dog. No. <laughs> I'm cool though. Like yeah. a lot of
2: people always ask me. Like I have my reasons.
0: Everybody does. You know, so yeah. I'm
2: just like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I miss it. I miss putting on the uniform. But um, I like having a beard now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it does uh, add a certain type of structure yeah. to your life, though, yeah. right? So yeah, definitely.
0: Huh? Yeah, but I don't know if I can kind of get with being told what to do all the time i almost joined the military and sometimes i think that uh you know you shouldn't live life with regrets but i think if there's one thing that i could maybe go back and do, yeah yeah, i would probably join the military yeah Yeah. my
2: dad was a marine though and then my uncle he was in the navy so i got a um a cousin she's in the uh in the air force
0: oh yeah so the family has hit all the bridges uh What the fuck? Branches. The <laughs> branches. <laughs> britches. All the branches, All the branches. <laughs> what the fuck
2: am I saying? <laughs> Family has all the britches. All the
0: britches there. Uh all the branches. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, my brother just got out of the Army National Guard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He liked it. He was he was in for six years. Dang. Yeah.
2: That's good. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. But it's time to move on.
0: Do something else. Yeah, you know. do something different. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, life is long, dude. Yeah. It's It's long, but still short. Yeah. Still short. It's all relative, but in the same note, man, you can get a lot done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing. So many people, and I think Tony Robbins has this, I'm sure it's Tony Robbins. I quote it all the time, and Mm -hmm. I, I always say I think it's him, but it's probably fucking him. Um, so many people they under or they overestimate how much they can get done in a year, and they underestimate what they can get done in five to ten years, mm-hmm. right? So we have goals, and they think every, everybody wants to get it done right now, like it mm-hmm. needs to be done in a year, like a year. I mean, it's all relative, right? So it's, you know, barring anything crazy fucking happening yeah. with the way uh, you know modern health is, you know, is going, and science and technology and different things, we're living longer than ever, mm-hmm. right? So in my mind i'm i'm going to be a centarian like i'll be 100 years old like yeah. that's going to happen and i'm only i'm 31 i just turned 31 this past friday and i mean that's still so i mean let's i have another 70 years yeah that's a long fucking time yeah. bro you can get a lot done and mm-hmm. so in 5 years you can if you grind for 5 years like you can change your whole fucking life oh yeah you know what i mean oh yeah definitely you, know, you can you can build something in five years, which isn't that long, or even 10 years, which right now you say 10 years. Oh, man, that's so long away. Like, mm-hmm. that's forever away. But in the... In the grand scheme, that's not shit, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know that what I mean? It should have come so fast.
2: People Next thing you about, know, you're like, damn, eight years went by already. I got two more years, you know, until <laughs> this and this and that. Or, yeah, so, like, yeah. in
0: five to ten years, you can build and do so much. Yeah. And, and just one year, is, like, that's nothing. You know what I mean? But everybody wants everything done now. That's pretty much like
2: your, your, your thinking and, and development stage, man, especially that first year, you know? Like, can't get really get nothing off the ground in that first year.
0: No, man. Yeah, that's just the beginning of the process, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I just think about that, man. Like, in five years, just, like, you can build so much. Mm-hmm. Change yep. everything, bro. Yep. Change it all. Crazy. So, my point is, everything is just like a phase, right? So, I mean, well, nothing lasts forever. And yeah. it, it, everything's going to end at some point. It can be relative, right? You know, mm-hmm. it can be you know it that can be it can end in a year it can end in 20 years i don't know yeah. when it's gonna end you know but at, at some point yeah and uh you know so uh, shit whether it's the military you know that's a chapter and then you move yep, on to something yep. else and just you, you do something for five or ten years and close that fucking chapter yeah, and then move on to something another, else you know another
2: like, page in your book man yeah it's another another chapter in your book so yeah life is long. right you now do a lot of shit yeah right now i'm on a You know, another page in my book, you know, like I I have a big book (laughs) and I'm I'm just on another chapter right now. Yeah. Working through the pages, you know, who knows how long this chapter is going to be, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah. Do you ever, ever, you know, people are always trying to work towards this place to where you're just done working, Mm -hmm. like you're just done doing stuff. Like, or do you ever see yourself retiring, like not doing something? I don't like that word, retire, because... Yeah,
2: well, I think, for me, it wouldn't, like, I, it'll be the title of retirement, but I'll probably still be doing jiu Yeah. I'll still be teaching that, but at that point, like, even now, for me, it's not it's not a job. It's not something that right. I'm required to do. Yeah. You know, it's just, this is what I'm doing. Like, when I retire, this is my retirement, you know, like... This is fun for me. It's a great career. I can still make a little bit of money on the side, whatever. But it's not like, all right, I'm going to just sit, go travel and sit somewhere else. Go travel and sit somewhere yeah. else. You know? like, yeah,
0: I don't like the word retirement because yeah. it implies that you're just like not like you're doing done. something. Like, like, yeah,
2: like, you're just done with life now.
0: Yeah, like, it's not how it works. Like You're always doing something. Yeah, you're just yeah. doing something <laughs> different. You know what I yeah, mean? The like, only
2: job you have is from From here on out, it's going grocery shopping. Yeah, <laughs> it just know? implies
0: like you know, like yeah, you're done with life. Yeah. Like life has just been, life is supposed to be this thing to where you're just always yeah. doing this thing, and then now you're at this finish line called retirement. Now you do nothing until you die. Like that's not life. Yeah. Like you're always doing something. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I'm always be, be doing something. Always, and, always building. You know, I'm always even, gonna be building something. Even if
2: I have more vacation time, I'm still always gonna be doing because I'm pretty sure even now when I plan vacations. My vacations are based off me growth, like my growth. Yeah. You know, like I'm here and like right now, even though I'm here training for my next fight for the next week, this is still another vacation for me. Yeah. You know, like I take all my traveling trips as vacations Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm not doing my normal thing, but at the same time, I'm enjoying myself and I'm getting work done.
0: Right. You know, so I don't really separate life and work. Yeah. Like, I'm always working. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, I think a lot of people associate work with this physical place that you go to. Mm-hmm. I go to this building, and I'm here from 9 to 5, and I'm doing these set of tasks because you pay me to do these things, yeah. and this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm supposed to be doing work here, you know, and then I leave and now i'm not working i'm doing i'm living life or whatever yeah. and everybody's always looking for this work life balance yeah. for me it's it's i'm always working because i it's work isn't associated with the place and it's not associated with like these necess, it's not necessarily associated with like these tasks that i do at this place mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's some people see work as building widgets like that is work but that's not work like work can also be it can be going to a dinner and like networking, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It can be going to filming content. It can be, you know, there's a lot of different things that can go into this idea of work, which ultimately is just providing value and building a network. And, you know, for me creating the life that I want to live, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. living the life that I want to live. So it's like these, it's these associations that we have with these words, Work. work and retirement, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you said, you don't. You're never fucking working because yeah. you're always living, doing yeah, what I'm you want to do. Yeah, I'm doing what I want to do, living the life I want exactly. to live. Exactly. So it's never so that never stops. Me. It's never worked for me. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it,
2: <laughs> it never stops. Yeah.
0: It, it's just it's just you're just living your life, yeah. and and when you provide value, like the money comes. Yep. Yep. So.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that, dude. That's. For me, and people are like, why are you always so busy? Like, I'm working. But, you know, to them, I have to say that because they're not understanding what I'm doing. Like, I'm living my life. Yeah. And, and it's you can't say, like, when they ask you, why are you always working? Because I'm living my life. You know, like, you sound like an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to use the word, yeah, because I'm, I'm working. Like, I'm always working, dude. That's why I'm always traveling. That's why I'm always here or competing. Like, even when I compete, like, it's work. But it's still
0: me living my life right you know? like i don't i don't you, you you uh talked about uh traveling calling it vacation i don't even call it vacation i'm yeah. just traveling yeah. and like when i'm there like i'm always going to be trying to work yeah. like who can yeah. i who's in that town who can yeah. i podcast with yeah. I'm, it's all this it's all and, and, and you um, know? yeah
2: and and like i'm just enjoying the time like i'm like tracy said at the world, living in that moment oh uh, yeah you know you know living yeah. in that moment dude so Like, you have to live in those moments. I think after that conversation we had, I really took a lot of that to heart and really started just living in my moments. Yeah. And and I think that's why I did so well in my last tournament because I was just living in the moment. I wasn't worried about everything else associated with it. We had a bunch of kids competing, a bunch of adults competing, and I just lived in that moment. And We did very successful. You know, we had a very successful tournament. And for me, when I was competing, there was no worries, there was no pressure on me like it usually is when I'm doing terms like oh I, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. it makes you stiff. I just went and just had fun with my jujitsu. yeah, and worked hard at what I know, doing my thing,
0: yeah, you know? and yeah,
2: yeah, like.
0: That's where it's at. Just yeah. relax and just do your thing. Yeah. I'm normally pretty good at that. I didn't do that at Worlds. I was so tense, I blew my fucking, yeah. my whole fucking gas tank yeah. in that first match, which is crazy. And I actually, I was watching the second match, and like, even though I completely gassed out, mm-hmm. like, I had better jujitsu in that match than I did in my first yeah. match. Yeah. And it's because Dude, I was tired. You're just tired. And I was and just, just do yeah. <laughs> it. So if I just, just fucking relax and yeah. just do what I do.
1: You know, I yeah, should just relax. So you know, next year.
2: I think Rodrigo, like, really emphasized that last time he came and did a seminar. Like, just, just do your thing. Like, just relax. It's that simple. Yeah, it's literally that simple, and a lot of people can't do that. I try to reinforce that a lot when I'm teaching kickboxing because, you know, of course, kickboxing is a little more physical when you're hitting pads and all that stuff. So you, you got to have, like, that strength, but still just being relaxed and yeah. letting your body naturally move. In the way, it's, I always try to like form my com, combinations when I'm teaching students to like uh, for natural body movement. So as one thing is happening, naturally something else wants to happen that would naturally happen if it was just acting on instinct. You yeah. Know? So I try to set these things up to where, hey, don't fight against this. Flow with it. Yeah, you feel know? it. When if your body moves like this, as this is happening, that's supposed to happen. Let that happen. Don't fight against that. And a lot of people get really tense when they're doing kickboxing, and I have to constantly remind them, hey, just relax, relax the shoulders, chill out. You yeah, know, don't think so much. Just let it happen. Let your body do the work. It already knows how to do it. It's uh, we were we were bred for that. You know, like we were bred to to fight instinctively. You know, so when you just naturally let your body do what it's supposed to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the fight or flight system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think that's the sympathetic. Is that the sympathetic? I always get them mixed up. It's (laughs) it's the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. I think the sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight. And then Mm -hmm. our parasympathetic is like our rest and digest. Mm -hmm. I might have those mixed up, though. I might have those mixed up. Huh. Good shit, man. All right, dude, let's wrap this up. Yeah. So I'll uh, leave the floor to you. If there's anything you want to plug, sponsors, um, your next fight again, if you want to, uh, your socials, it's up to you how people get a hold of you, say hi, ask um, questions, whatever you want. Yeah, man. Come train uh, with you.
2: If you want to come train with me, I'm, I'm, I teach in New London, Wisconsin, at Academy uh, Martial Arts. I also teach kickboxing at Flashback. Martial arts in Appleton, Wisconsin. Um, My next fight is on Pure FC January 25th, you know, and that'll be in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Hollywood7114. Uh, Same with like my Twitter and my Snapchat. I'm pretty, I try to do a lot of funny videos on Snapchat, so I'm always, especially on road trips, it's always pretty funny, so if you want to follow me on Snapchat, just hit me up there, it's Hollywood Rock, R-O-C-7, for my Snapchat, and check out my videos and stuff, and uh, Charlie Hollywood Brown on Facebook, you know, if you want to follow me there. Hollywood Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you choose
0: that name, or did somebody give that
2: to uh, you? Ben Henderson gave me that name, dude. Oh, for real? Yeah. I was uh trying out for the ultimate fighter and uh, made it through a few rounds and we came back to the gym. We we're like, Oh, Hollywood's in the building, like you Hollywood now. Since then like everybody's been calling me that dude. So I can dig it. It was just something that, that just stuck and you know, thanks to Ben for giving me that name. <laughs> yeah, it works.
0: Out. I thought maybe it was because you're from California. Yeah, so. that too. You know, <laughs> like that too. So it works like, on many levels. Yeah,
2: so many levels, but um uh, got a lot of sponsors out there um uh musc- health matters muscular therapy uh d m t diana's my management team Deanna management team um
0: d m t not yeah. to be uh confused with the <laughs> <methyl> tryptamine uh, <laughs> yeah uh
2: um Fletches, bar you know tap and bar you know they they sponsor me and stuff too so uh, if I missed anybody out there, also New London Fitness, you know, they sponsor me. It's a, a, a gym. You can go out, you know, twenty open twenty four hours, um, seven days a week. It's just a gym, go work out in. uh that's about it, man. All my supporters and followers, you know, currently now, you know, just a big shout out to them, keep supporting me and stuff. So that's pretty much it.
0: All right, dude. All right. Well then. All right, everybody, until next time.